Hello and welcome back to Box Set Binge the Bible from Seven Vineyard. My name is Bern Leckie and I'm joined today by Owen Lynch. Hello Bern. And we are going through the entire Bible in a year at this kind of box set binge pace, uh, which I, I guess for some people is going to be a daily chunk, a regular daily habit. Although for me, I must admit, it squeezes into one or two big chunks and then I'll leave the rest of the week to kind of brew on questions and, and look at what other people have said. How does it go for you, Owen? Yeah, absolutely. I'm putting it into a couple of chunks a week, uh, which gives me enough time to really capture all of it in a snapshot, if you like, and, uh, and then muse it and mull it over. I think for me, it, it matches the way I box set binge anything mm. else now. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. I, I don't watch an episode a day or I don't split things into 15 minutes a day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll kind of watch a couple of episodes and then come back to it next week. Yes. And and that's a really, really good way, I think, to engage uh, with the Bible, especially if you've never tried that before. You might find that you see it a different way. You hear other things coming out of it that you never noticed. Now, this week, we've been looking at the end of Genesis and the beginning of Psalms. Big leap. We'll explain why <laughs> those two things uh, in a minute. But how's it struck you? I mean, how have you found the end of Genesis? It's been full of family tension, really, hasn't it? And I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever come across a family in all of my pastor in a church for 25 years in one form or another. I've never come across a family that doesn't have its tensions. Mm. I think when we read about this particular family and the relationship that they seem to have with Yahweh as well, it's just really um, encouraging that families can work their issues out, uh, particularly when they're all trying to pursue a relationship with God, I guess. You can understand mm. that in, in, in a variety of ways. But I think I think just looking at the way in which, you know, Joseph and his brothers you know just relate to one another and they kind of end up having this kind of split and then this reunion it's just it's really yeah it's really quite deep and profound just quite encouraging really this particular story with joseph you could see why it was a good one to pick up and turn into a musical or something <laughs> yeah right some, exactly yeah some, some sort of a film or something that you could consume because it's got a beginning middle and end and and it really is a great redemption story yeah and i think it's all, I think you could almost say that the whole story of Israel and even the bigger story of what God wants to do with the world at large, you could probably find just in this story of Joseph a mirror of a lot of things. You know, things that started off really badly and then and then a, a sort of a bringing back from death sort of sort of situation and and then a thing that looks like it's going to be a judgment but actually turns into a reconciliation and uh, and this is where I love about how the story of Joseph ends up because it's uh, it's people being forgiven it's it's relationships being restored it's all ending in a really good place relationally and it sort of feels like, oh, you could just cut it there then. That's that's all. What what else did we need to know? <laughs> why, is, why are there more books in the Bible? And, and I guess the obvious thing here is where they've settled is not home. Where they've settled is somewhere that you know right away is temporary. So in, a, in another way, I think that kind of mirrors a situation that we might recognise as well if we're thinking about what's the kingdom of God look like? We're looking for a better life. We're looking for more 
that that's settled and good but at the same time we know that we're not there yet so i'm looking at joseph as here's a model of things you know there's more to come you know that there's a there's a bigger story and you know that it's going to involve more people than just this one family there are sort of glimpses of the ideal coming through but they're not the ideal in terms of the place and the settlement they're the ideal in terms of the relationship and the grace and the favor i'm thinking of relationships though as well with the psalms now we could have sort of put them in to have like one a week or something a couple a week and and that's how a lot of bible plans work but i wanted to box and binge them <laughs> i wanted to see what it would be like to go through them in big chunks so we've split up the psalms into pretty decent sized chunks and they will all come up next to the ends of other books it's a good opportunity i think to look for the relationships between the psalms and the rest of the bible because otherwise it looks like a book that stands out as completely different doesn't it what are the psalms you've got all these stories going on so what are the psalms wow well i mean what are they first of all poetry journal entries wails songs cries of for help celebrations there's so many so many things that they are so there's a there's a lot in there they're very emotional and they're very they're expressions of emotion within the context of a relationship and i mm. and i think that that's that's just really really significant it's quite unusual isn't it in the bible it's an, it's an unusual piece of writing in the bible it is and i think that the way you've described it brings up a big question which could make the psalm sound very very different from a lot of the rest of the bible or what we think the rest of the bible is or ought to be mm. which is if the bible is inspired and and given to us effectively from god but through human authors and the psalms are as you say prayers and and things that want people wanted to pray to god it almost sounds like a flow back the other way and yet the psalms are also often quoted as sources of something some sort of divine revelation divine inspiration and that reminds me of things that are said in the new testament about prayer in general that when we don't know how to pray god prays with us uh, and we can find our source of prayer to god actually in god himself and that makes me wonder though how much of the psalms is basically originated from people talking to god and how much of it is originated from god trying to grab people's attention and 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 guide people's prayers and does it have to be an either or or is it a both and what do you think yeah yeah that's a big topic to comment on i won't i won't tell you what i think is right i'll tell you what i just think because i i, I think it's very difficult for anyone to insist that they're right in this so you know when i when i journal i'm often just writing my deepest honest reflections and usually because i know no one else is going to read them not that that would be an issue i'm sure i'd be happy for other people to read them but when i'm writing in a journal i'm i'm just pouring out my heart i might be describing how i feel and it sometimes is directed to god sometimes it's just an internal dialogue myself but i do think that the spirit of god rests within me i think that you know the spirit of god gives life to my being you know I, I so i sense the spirit of god in my spirit just being very creative in that way and so 
I'm not saying for a minute that what I write in my journal should be included in the Bible, but there's a sense for me that the spirit gives life to my spirit and my my emotional outpouring is uh, uh, created and animated and empowered by the spirit of God. And so I think there's a, there's a mis- mystery around the which the way my spirit, me, and the Holy Spirit, God, interact and create together. So do I think that about the Psalms? Well, obviously somebody has included Psalms in what we now know as the Hebrew Scriptures or the Old Testament. Someone's decided that that's really, you know, spirit-inspired. And yet, at the same time, we know full well uh, from scholars that there are a number of authors of these poems or songs that are identifiable, you know, as it actually says it's by David, you know, or by um, Asaph or the sons of Korah and so forth. And so I think that I think there is scope for us to say, yeah, these are inspired by God and yet they are the, the cries of a person's heart. I agree. I think what I'm hearing you say, if I've understood you, is that it, we shouldn't be too surprised by any creative expression being able to be attributed to a person, but also to God yeah. to some extent. Mm. Because if we give God the credit for creating and and being our source of inspiration and creativity in lots of ways and, and the source of our being in lots of ways, then why not give God the credit when we're you know, when we're praying and an idea comes to mind? Did it come from God? Did it come from us? <laughs> is is that is there like a like is that like a strict either or? Or is the whole purpose of life in Christ and 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 in, in God's creation and, and that God expresses Himself through us and mm. and through things that that resonate in us mm. and, and 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 come from us then in our in our creativity? I think those things are very linked. Which is not to say that everything we do and everything we ever think comes from God, uh, but it is to say I think that if we're going to find God speaking to us somehow or doing something somehow it's going to be through the things that come to our minds mm. and we're going to have to filter it through our minds so so yeah let's get used to that <laughs> and and the other thing i'm hearing you saying is the importance of collaboration and the importance of relationship then i thought maybe this was just me maybe this was just because end of genesis in mind relationship being super important i'm seeing that in the psalms as well i think these psalms are coming from conversation and and relationship between a person and or a lot of people and god yeah absolutely and i think what's quite interesting as well about the psalms is that they are considered to be written by different authors now i just want to add a bit of a little bit of my understanding of the way in which this came to be put together and i think it was gathered together uh, like a lot a lot of the hebrew scriptures around the time of the exile in babylon when we were talking about 586 to 520 i think something like that where where the israelites majority of the aristocratic israelites were removed from jerusalem and judea and they were taken off in captivity to babylon where they were effectively living as free citizens but within babylon and um but they were lamenting their loss of their culture the loss of their, their country the loss of their temple and they were finding ways of gathering all of their traditions 
and writing them down in such a way that it can be passed on from generation to generation. And we've seen that with you know our commentary on on Genesis, but equally Psalms as well. It's not that these things were written at that time, but they were gathered together. They would have been a, a songbook, um, they would have been a reflection of traditions that would have been passed down from generations. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of text here, so it probably was in some format uh, written down already. But it was gathered together and, and it was actually curated with a reason, with a purpose. Um, and some of the people who these songs are attributed to may well have been written by them. So people like King David, Asaph, the sons of Korah, Solomon, Moses even. And there's lots of... Uh, there's lots of um, differences within the Psalms, but the ones that we've been reading, 1 to 28, um, are largely ascribed to David and their songs of David. And, and I think we can see that in some of the things that, that he cries out. Absolutely, yes. I mean, one of the things that really strikes me is how much suffering has has sort of at the root of a lot of these Psalms. Yeah. They are not Psalms that would easily turn into a an easy to sing songbook no, in a 21st right. century nice church. Yeah. Um, and, and that really made me reflect about how comfy my life is, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I don't feel I can personally relate to, you know, God do something, smash the teeth of my enemies. Um, that's, that's kind of, well, good <laughs> for me. Mm. But on the other hand, I think there's also something in that that's, the psalms aren't just written for us personally anyway. No. And they were never used just for personal reflection either. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's a corporate thing when something yeah. has gone wrong yeah. in the nation or yes. something has gone wrong in the world yes. and, and within the relationship network that people are caring about, lots of these psalms could come to mind and then they can be brought out as as laments, as cries to God, as cries for help, as ways to kind of remember that even in these dark situations there's a source of hope there's a source of strength there's a there's there's reason to think that that problems can be fixed there's reasons to think that we're not on our own and and I love that this that these psalms exist to remind people corporately of that and to be able to join in together in the hearing of them exactly Bernard. and i think it's really important that we recognize that because the reality is is that so often we read our modern individualism into the bible and uh, and we go oh there's a psalm there that you know really inspires me and it's okay to do that don't get me wrong i'm not suggesting that you shouldn't feel free to take the poetry that you read within the psalms and go that really spoke to me about my situation that's fantastic that that, that when that happens and it does all the time but the reality is is that these psalms were written as as a collective and as you say they represent the nation's story and um and of course for a nation that was in babylon in exile they were suffering and they were looking to the period of life where in david sorry the period in david's life king david's life before he was ever king when he was greatly suffering where he was in conflict with the existing king Saul and where King Saul wanted to hunt him down and kill him and different relationship issues with his daughters, King Saul's daughters and King Saul's son and the, the heart-rendering experiences that David had. That's what we're reading here, I think, in Psalms, certainly 3 to 28 at the very least. 
and uh, and I think as a collective nation who considered themselves is David to be the greatest king of Israel, his personal sufferings that they, they can identify with as a as a whole nation and as a whole community, particularly at the time of great suffering for them uh, it, during their captivity in in Babylon for those eighty odd years when it was it sixty years that they were in Babylon for. So yeah, it, you're absolutely right, Bern. It's um. It is a collective. It's a collective, and we need to, even if we take it for our own benefit as individuals, the reality is we need to understand it was written as a collective. Mm. Coming to land on what can we do with them? Like, what should we be doing with the Psalms? How is it going to? How are they going to move us? Maybe into praying differently, or or, or worshiping differently, or just understanding what's on God's heart for for our community differently mm. i'm i'm remembering that while I, my personal suffering level seems really low actually we're not very far away from some very acutely suffering people uh, you know just down the road from us there are parts of the city that are in tension with each other and where in one of those a couple of lads got killed uh, just a few days ago and our corporate response to that individually we're completely powerless to do anything about that but our response as a church to pray into those situations and to listen and and at the same time be practically serving and open to people coming into the food bank and just looking to listen to people who want to share what's going on with them i think having this breadth of experience in mind and this breadth of sources of strength and hope in mind is super important uh it doesn't answer all the difficult questions straight away like you know how can we fix these problems but it does expand our scope doesn't it of of, of like oh, i'm just going to go through and pick one that feels right to me to actually maybe by being a bit more uh, sort of active and and having more of this sort of the psalms in mind actually we can be ready to to respond and pray into more sorts of situations than just their own right mm, absolutely yeah that's right yeah and and i think that the psalms does does really allow us um uh, if you like an insight into god's heart of compassion uh, mm. for people who suffer and of course we see that reflected in jesus um yeah. you know jesus I mean, you know, if you if you say one thing from just your observation of Jesus's life was it, it he he was from the community that generally suffered the poor and the marginalized the ones that were excluded and the ones which were um mar yeah just marginalized in society and he spent most of his adult ministry life with those people spent most of his time healing them bringing hope to them, releasing them from disease and disability so that they can work and, and look after themselves and their families. You know, his most of his actions were to help the poor and the needy. His compassion was out, outstanding. And I just think that, you know, just reminds me of that, you know, and this is God's heart. This is the heart of Yahweh. And I wonder if one of the purposes of the Psalms is to help us feel connected to God and to each other. And I personally don't think there's anything better there's no there's no better emotion in life than feeling connected deeply mm, agree and i'll probably be revisiting the psalms before the next time we do it in the box set binge although we have scheduled some regular psalms over the next few weeks we're getting into lent now and the plan that we have coming up is to go through some of the hardest bits really 
uh, of the, the the bits that can feel like the desert, the bits that can feel if you're re- just trying to read the Bible from beginning to end, most people get stuck somewhere around the bits of the laws and numbers and and all these kind of difficult bits to go through. So we've kind of every week put put either some Psalms or some Proverbs to go with each of those. So we get a couple of things for God to kind of inspire us with. And I'm looking forward to having chats, uh, especially about what is this law thing? Relationships seem to be everything at the beginning of the Bible. Why do we need this religion and and these laws? What was the purpose? I can't wait to be chatting about that. Um, But next week, we're going to turn the corner story-wise where we were in a settled-looking place at the end of Genesis. What happens when those relationships that brought all that grace and favour melt away over a period of time? What situation is Joseph's family in when we look a bit further ahead in history? Spoiler alert, it's not good. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be looking at the Exodus story starting next week. Marvellous. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it too, Ben. Well, I hope that you have a great week listening to the upcoming uh, sections of Scripture and we'll see you next week. See you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.